much. I'm going to need these seats, boys. Sorry, I'm kicking my own kids out. If you want to come up, have a seat here. Yeah, I think it's, thanks, bud. Um, I have a couple gifts for you I'm going to give and explain their significance. And then, um, and then I'll lay hands on you. And I'll explain the significance of that, too. So first, you guys can each have that. You can go ahead and open it. I'll explain why you have that. This towel is given as a reminder of Jesus' mandate in John 13. If then, if I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I've given you an example that you should do just as I have done for you. And so let this towel continue to remind you that Christian leadership is a call to serve. That no task is below you. And that every member of Christ's body is above you. And it's in humble service that Christ is most glorified in our ministry. One other gift. I'll let you guys open that first. This gift has significance, uh, in fact, significance of which we just sung. I do not. Sorry. We're going to see how gifted you are. You guys hold what is called a gladius. It's also called a makairos in Greek. It's the, it's the sword of the Roman soldier. As... Elders, you are tasked with shepherding God's flock through the teaching of God's word. Paul describes, of course, it this way in Ephesians 6, in which we just sung, it's the sword of the Spirit. We just sung this. I thought it was very fitting. Um, Our call to war to love the captive soul, but to rage against the captor and with the sword that makes the wounded whole. We will fight with faith and valor. The author of Hebrews says, The Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing the division of soul and spirit, joints and marrow, discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And no creature is hidden from His sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of Him from which we must give an account. And you'll you'll notice it's actually a two-edged sword, and it's sharp. So (laughs) you could hurt yourself. Be careful. Um... It's two-edged to recall the truth that whatever we preach to others, we first preach to ourselves. And it's also a reminder of the cost of shepherding God's flock. Jesus said this in Matthew, Do not think that I have come to bring peace on the earth. I have not come to bring peace but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father and a daughter against her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law and a person's enemies will be those of his own household. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Matthew 10, 34 to 39. 
And so the sword represents your commitment to faithfully shepherd of God's flock through the ministry of the word and understanding the cost that's entailed. And obviously we're not, we're not wanting your families to be divided, but the nature of the word of God is such as that it does divide people because of our commitment to it. And so I'll let that be a reminder. Um, I'm going to lay hands on these brothers uh, and the laying on of hands is, is significant. Um, it's, it's actually very, it's a, it's a, <laughs> the weight of it's hard to convey. You might recall in the old Testament, the, the scapegoat, the high priest would lay his hands on a scapegoat and that, that goat, he would be imparting the sins of all of Israel onto that goat. And that goat would then be taken out into the wilderness and would die. And so the laying on of hands demonstrates, um, personal identification. And so when I'm laying my hands on these brothers, I'm saying I personally identify with their ministry, that what they teach, I teach. How they lead is how I desire to lead. And so this isn't done uh, in a lighthearted manner. Uh, this, is not, this is not on a whim. I didn't just find these guys on the street. It, we have carefully examined them. I've met with them for uh, m- multiple meetings over, over a year. And we've talked through all sorts of issues have many difficult discussions as we work through these things. They've read multiple books. They've done a thorough evaluation of their life to evaluate, is is God really calling them to this work? And I have absolute confidence as an elder of this church that they are. And so as I lay hands on them, again, this is is massively significant as a church. And so I, I, I would ask you that you embrace them as your leaders, even as you've embraced me over the years. Let's pray together. Father, I must must begin by giving thanks for these brothers that you have given as a gift to your church and as a gift to me to help me in the ministry. I give you thanks for them, but Lord, I pray that you would give them great grace to do all the work that you've called them to, to endure the trials, the difficulties, but most of all, the temptations that will beset them. Give them clarity of thought. Help them to see the dangers in their heart as temptation bombards them, but also the dangers lurking in the church, in the culture, in the world, that they would know how to best serve you. And Father, I pray that in that you would increase their great love for you, that they would be driven by humble love because they understand your great love for them. And that it really, truly would be evident in all that they do. Father, give us unity. That, Lord, that you would use our differences in personality, our differences in how we think through things to make us better, to make us stronger as a team of leaders. And, Lord, help us to be humble before one another and to to be led by your word, not by our personalities, not by our experience, not by our uh, influence, But Lord, purely through your spirit, cause us to be a people, a leadership team that is led by you because you are our head. You are the great shepherd and we are merely your servants. We ask these things in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you, brothers. And now we actually want to call up the deacons. Yeah, you can clap. Absolutely. So Calvin and Jason. We're going to let you take their seats.
Calvin, come on. <laughs> What's that? Oh, you're letting Jason go first. Well, yeah, that could take forever. You guys defer to one another. We know. We know you're kind. You go ahead and open those. So you guys have a couple of things there. You have the towel. And again, this is that towel that was given to you as a reminder of the fact that leadership is a call to serve. Again, that even as deacons, no task is beneath you and all of Christ's servants, all of Christ's people are above you. You are their servant. The apron, that may sound be surprising. It's a reminder of two things. Your appointment as deacons, as you know, is one of service. In fact, in Acts chapter 6, the very first deacons that were appointed were, were, were took on the task of being table waiters. And that was very purposeful. Um, this, of course, is, um, is something as you adorn this, this apron, it's a reminder of this task. And as you put it on, let it be a reminder of whom you ultimately serve and how your service is to be done. You guys notice that the name of Christ is all over it. Yeshua, King of Kings, Lord of Lords. And as you do your service, recognize you are called to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul says in Romans thirteen fourteen, put on the Lord Jesus Christ, make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. In first Peter five, five, clothe yourselves, all of you with humility toward one another. For God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And there's another gift in there. Did you find that? There's a cup. The cup says, Sola Christos. And this cup is a reminder of two things. Like the apron, it will remind you of your task as a servant of the church. You're willing to wait tables if that's how you can best serve. And so every time you drink from it or every time you serve somebody from it, let it remind you of your commitment to serve Christ's church. But let it also be a reminder of the future reward for such service. I love this, Mark 9. Jesus said, For truly I say to you, whoever gives you a cup of water to drink because you belong to Christ will by no means lose his reward. Your brother, brothers, your, your reward is going to be stored up in heaven. And already <laughs> you're storing up quite a bit. That's why we're delighted to have you. Uh, serve our church. So we're going to lay hands on you and Mark and Ben are both going to pray for you. Uh, do you have, Dan, you still have the cord? Oh, you got it? The cordless mic? Just so everybody can hear you pray. Mark, if you want to begin by praying for Jason and then Ben, you can pray for Calvin. from those that you 
stay up us that we would honor you and honor each other. His service to this church would be reverent. Yes. Mm-hmm. Through his service, we would see your love. Mm-hmm. That we would turn our hearts towards you as mm-hmm. we see the service that you provide, Father. That you would continue to uh, to inspire us through Christ likeness. That we would be one who could who could uh, serve in grace and to whom your grace flows and show grace to those who each of us. I just thank you so much for the service that you brought us through this church body, and that you will continue to serve us in the ways that you desire in the future, Father. In Jesus' name, I pray. Father, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Uh, Lord, we, none of us deserve your, your forgiveness or your love, and yet you graciously bestow it upon us. And Lord, um, you even give us leaders, Lord, to to look to, to follow, mm-hmm. because oftentimes, God, we, we become distracted. Lord, we, we need help. Um, and uh, Lord, I thank you today, especially that we can celebrate the gift that you've given to the church through, mm-hmm. through leaders, Father, that you have raised up with lives who you have changed. Uh, today, we thank you especially, Lord, for, for Jason and Calvin. And Lord, we pray for them. Lord, we pray for the work that is ahead for them, God, that you will um, uh, lead them into the good work. God, that you have already established it for them. Um, Lord, we also recognize that today is not uh, is not a, uh, a retirement, uh, Lord, but a, but a dedication to service. Um, so, Lord, we pray to that end that you will continue to work in, in Calvin and Jason's life, Father, to draw them to you through your word. Um, Lord, that they themselves may increase in holiness, that they desire to serve you, Father, and that, Lord, as you change their hearts, Lord, as you as you lead them, Father, help them to lead and serve the church. And, and uh, uh, Lord, we, we pray for their families, um, and Lord, who, who no doubt will um, experience um, part of the sacrifice mm-hmm. and partake in part of the sacrifice that they are willing to take on behalf of the church. Lord, we pray that you would strengthen them, give them courage, and Lord, unity, even in their own household, that Lord, knowing that you are worth it, you are worth it all, there is no sacrifice that they can make. God, that you would, um, that you would not, uh, Lord, be fully laid away. Um, and so, God, I pray, uh, Lord, for Calvin that you would bless the work of his ministry, Lord, the work of his hands, and Lord, that we as a body would uh, would submit um, in times of, of leadership, um, and Lord, that as we look at him and we see the service that you do, Father, that we see your hand at work, we see your ministry, your leading of our body, and we, Lord, that we would be Encouraged, God, to give you all the praise and honor and glory for the way that you use mm-hmm. ordinary men to do extraordinary things and to lead and to provide for your children. And so, God, we thank you for this and pray that, God, you would receive all the glory for your ministry. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Yes, Clem. If we can stand, we actually want to close our service by singing the song we actually close our baptisms with, and that is, I've decided to follow Jesus. If you can bring that up, Wyatt, please stand, and we'll, we'll sing the song together, just a cappella. I have decided.